0: The Force. The Force. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together.
1: Everybody welcome to the force of course your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. I'm your host Ted and my work here is done Well, at least when it comes to my kitchen Yeah, so when we contracted out our kitchen remodel, we decided to do the demo ourselves It was just an easy way to save a little bit of money. Well, I can proudly say my part in that is done Now it's up to someone else to come in and put it all back together Also, thank you to any of the listeners who have reached out and asked about the kitchen project and its progress and shared their home renovation horror stories. Those have been both um, fun and disturbing. Guys and girls, today we have a couple of fun little things to talk about. Um, I have a what's up with that guy, complete with real life dramatic recreation. I have a Twitter conundrum and more. But first, let's hop over to the Force of Course News of the Week. Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic is canceled, right? I mean, I announced this weeks ago that in a release a while back, Disney offhandedly said that the series was no longer in active development. With the Gina Carano debacle, it was speculated the show fumbled to find its way and was ultimately shut down. But in a recent release in The Hollywood Reporter, Rangers of the New Republic is still in the works. It's still listed as one of the series that's up and coming. So what gives here? Now, if you're a conspiracy theory nut like me, Gina Carano's Twitter feed does have a couple of possible hints as to her return to Disney. It's cryptic, it's vague, it's very possible that I'm just reading too much into it, but, you know, it's possible. In the long run, this is another who-knows, wait-and-see situation. I mean, the way Star Wars storytelling is going, for them to have a series planned, I have to assume it tied into the other current series. Now, that storyline and those characters could maybe be rolled into the other series that survived, but it could get messy. This is a problem for people with more patience than I have, and it's also way above my pay grade. In other production news, there was a whirlwind of activity behind the scenes of The Mandalorian Season 3 as well as other productions, and chances are you didn't even know it. A whirlwind that almost shut down production completely. Now, I know what you're thinking. What is this idiot going on about now? IATSE, or the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, was set to walk off the job and strike with the deadline of October 18th unless some contractual demands were met. If they went on strike, everything would come to a screeching halt. I mean, this is everyone behind the scenes. October 17th, an agreement was made, and all is well. At least for the time being, so we can all breathe easy right now. Isn't it crazy how a thing like this can shut down something that we all know and love? I mean... I'm sure the members of the IATSE, that's not easy to say, this was a huge deal. And I hope they're pleased with the outcome. They're certainly important to the production and should be made to feel valued and respected, obviously. In literary news, a whole slew of new books were recently announced. I'm not going to go through the whole list. It's really a bunch. That would just be boring. But there are a few I'm really interested in, including Shadow of the Sith, which is a tale of Luke and Lando, an interesting pairing that should be fun, on the trail of Ochia Bestoon. Remember him from Rise of Skywalker? Anyway, they're investigating a new Sith threat and the kidnapping of Lando's daughter. Also, Brotherhood, which follows Obi-Wan and Anakin investigating terrorist activity on Cato Neimoidia. This will include the, uh, the storyline of how and when Anakin is granted the rank of Jedi Knight. Pretty cool stuff indeed. And that includes the Force, of course, News of the Week. So here's a little production meeting I'm having with myself. I'm almost ready to start having guests on the show. Now, when I have a guest on, I won't limit that to the quote-unquote bite-sized time frame of under 30 minutes. That just wouldn't be cool. Instead, I'm thinking of treating the guest spots like a bonus episode and calling them value meals or something like that. Food-related, obviously, because I'm a fat slob. And if you're interested in being a guest, let me know. You don't have to be a subject matter expert. You don't have to be a, a you know, a grandiose toy collector or anything like that. You don't have to work in the industry. Nothing like that. Maybe you have a hot take on the franchise or a funny story that relates or whatever. Just reach out to me. I have a few lined up already, and I think you'll enjoy what I have planned. Okay, meeting adjourned. Before we go to break, I have to apologize and correct a mistake. This is what I was talking about when I said I need to hang up a phone. So a while back, I was breaking down the crime syndicates in the Star Wars universe. I got through the huts, the Crimora Syndicate, and the Pikes, I believe, but I never went back to the topic. So today I want to start to correct that mistake and talk about Black Sun. The Black Sun organization rose to power during the Clone Wars era. Peacekeepers were busy with the war, so the Black Sun was able to establish itself as a major part of the criminal underworld. They operated from a couple of bases. They had one on Ord Mantell and another on Mustafar, and their leading members were typically of the Faline species. Now, if you watched the Clone Wars animated series, you no doubt saw the Faline in action with the Black Sun. The most notable Faline I can think of is Prince Shizor from the Shadows of the Empire event from the 90s. I believe it was 96. Um, They had their hands in multiple illegal ventures, like human trafficking, or I guess it would be alien trafficking. In the Star Wars universe? I'm not sure how that works. Um, But the Black Sun has a rocky history with the Pikes. At one time working with them under Maul's Shadow Collective, which is a badass name. And at other times being very much at odds with the Pikes. Now I wouldn't be surprised if the Black Sun didn't show up again in Star Wars in the coming years. There's just too much there not to dig into. Alright, that's enough of the Black Sun. Let's go to break and when we come back, I'll dive into a question that was posed on Twitter. Hang on.
0: It's new Luke Skywalker and Chewbacca from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection, each sold separately. Now you can send for this display arena for $2 and 10 proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. It displays in different ways up to 56 action figures. Action figures not included. Offer expires May 31st, 1982. Details on specially marked packages at participating stores. New Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection.
1: Oh, hey, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the break. I know I did. I took an inventory on the dogs. That's something you have to do from time to time in this house, because my wife will sometimes try to sneak another one in on me. Quick update for those who care, uh, the number is still four, so that's a good day. Before I get to my main topic, I want to take a minute and do a fun little what's up with that guy segment. In episode four, A New Hope, there are a ton of characters in the cantina scene, and I'm sure at one point or another, we're going to get to just about all of them. Today, I want to focus in on Two characters in particular. Uh, these two characters are a husband and wife duo that I'm going to tell you a little bit about. Chachi and her husband Owen DeMall, can be seen best at the 46 minute and nine second mark having what looks like a heated conversation. Now, I did mention they were married, right? They also work for Job of the Hut and owned a lot of the docking bays in Moss Eisley, including a certain Docking Bay 94. So Chachi and her hubby are members of the Duros species. How do I describe them? Well, they're greenish. They're tall and thin with kind of large elongated heads and bulbous eyes. Honestly, they look like every police sketch version of Alien Visitors that I've ever freaking seen. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're watching one of those alien abduction shows and they cut to some hillbilly talking to federal agents about how he was abducted and probed. I imagine it would probably go something like this.
0: Mr. Heyman, I'm Federal Agent Bullock. This is Agent Montoya. I understand you'd like to report a sighting of some sort?
1: Hey man, I tell you what, me and my old lady Yvonne were sitting on the porch drinking our nightly chorus banquets, you know, like from Smokey and the Bandit, and we was listening to the radio, you know. It was Shania Twain singing, hey man, I feel like a woman. Anyway, my dog Bo jumped up out of nowhere and started barking and howling like crazy. I said, hey man, I can't hear the radio, shut your damn barking up.
0: Okay, what happened next?
1: Well, I'll tell you what happened. This big old flying saucer thing come a floating up over the tree line damn near right over the house. It was making a loud humming and buzzing sound like when Yvonne's washing machine is on the fritz because she put damn near all my overalls in there at once. I hate when she does that, man. Like, hey, man, you keep overloading this thing and it's going to break. And I ain't about to buy no new one. Hell
0: no. Mr. Heyman, back to the flying saucer, please.
1: Oh, yeah. So it was hovering over the house and the wind was kicking up and the damn thing was humming and buzzing. Then all of a sudden a bright light shot out of the thing and the air got still and everything went silent. At that point, I think old Bo had him about enough. He took off in the woods faster than I ever seen him move before. I said, hey, man, get back here, man's best friend, my ass. Anyway, I look over at Yvonne and she starts to lift up out of her rocking chair and all of a sudden she zips right up into the flying saucer thing. Weren't nothing left behind but her house slippers and hair rollers. I said, holy Jesus, holy Jesus, I gotta get my gun. But before I could move, I was a floating up into the flying saucer myself.
0: Can you tell us what happened next?
1: Well, I tell you, I must have blacked out for a bit because the next thing I know is I'm laying butt ass naked on a big metal table covered in jelly and surrounded by aliens.
0: Can you describe the aliens, Mr. Heyman?
1: Oh hell yeah I can. They was tall and skinny with greenish-gray skin, long fingers and great big eyes. They was all around me and didn't talk out loud to me, but I could hear them talking in my head. They was saying that they weren't gonna hurt us, they just wanted to study us. I said, you bug-eyed some bitches, get me off of this table and give me my britches back and y'all can study the ass-kicking of a lifetime. Hey man, you know they poked and prodded at us? For a long time and then one of them held up this metal pine cone looking thing and he said relax so we can insert this tracking device
0: a tracking device you say
1: that's what he said hey man i ain't never had nothing shoved up mud valley like that before in my life and i'm not even convinced it's a real tracking device all i know is anytime i cough sneeze or fart the ceiling fan in the dining room kicks on and all bo shits on the rug
0: <laughs> thank you for your time mr hannon
1: Hey man, where y'all going? Y'all ain't going after them bug eyed some bitches or not. And scene. So yeah, the Duros do resemble those sketch artist renderings, and that kind of makes sense because their species is known for deep space exploration and long distance space travel. Their scientific advancements connected the Star Wars universe as we know it. And maybe ours as well. Stranger things have happened. And that's what's up with that guy. Now, let's get to the main event, if you will. I was attempting to navigate the Twitter the other day, something I rarely do, but I'm trying to promote the show there, so I figured, what the hell? Now, in the past, Twitter's always felt like a place filled with boobs and buttholes. And not the porn stuff. I mean, people that I most likely just wouldn't enjoy spending time with, but... On this particular day, a tweet caught my eye, or maybe a retweet. Look, I have no idea how this shit works. Anyway, here's what it said. I once read that George Lucas asked Ron Howard, Robert Zemeckis, and Steven Spielberg to direct The Phantom Menace. Let's pretend these are our prequel trilogy directors. Which movie would you give them, and why? Okay, now right away, this question just pissed me off, because why haven't we learned that if we're doing a trilogy... One person helms the entire goddamn thing. Have we learned nothing, people? All right, I got to give up on that. We're pretending. We're pretending. I can get through this. All right, so Ron Howard, Robert Zemeckis, and Steven Spielberg are going to do the prequel trilogy. Who do I want to do? Which movie and why? First thing that jumps into my head is Steven Spielberg has to do Phantom Menace. Why? Because he can't do a fucking sequel to save his life. Jurassic Park 2? Come on. Jaws 2? Are you kidding me? Schindler's List 2? Electric Boogaloo? I bet you guys didn't even see that one. Anyway, he can do action. And he can do action in storytelling. Look at Raiders of the Lost Ark. Look at Saving Private Ryan. So let's give him the Phantom Menace. Let him set up the universe that we're living in at this time. He can do political intrigue. Look at, what is it, Bridge of Spies with uh, Tom Hanks. You know what? He works a lot with Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks is going to show up in Phantom Menace somewhere. And I'm totally okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. Um, He can also direct kids, so Jake Lloyd wouldn't be this awkward little shit. And I'm not saying Jake Lloyd himself is an awkward shit. I'm sure he's totally fine. I'm sure he's just a pleasant gentleman. But the way he was directed, it was awkward. It was stoic. It was terrible. If you look at Goonies, yeah, Spielberg knows how to deal with kids. That's going to be fun. So, yeah, I think my answer here is Steven Spielberg is going to take the phantom menace okay next up attack of the clones what is attack of the clones at its core it's a love story it's a love story with a ton of action so who can helm that i'll tell you who robert zemeckis because he did romancing the stone romancing the stone is a love story with a ton of action i mean good lord he is responsible for me having the hots for kathleen turner i i I'm really upset that that information is out there right now. Um, I may need to delete that. Not present day Kathleen Turner. Okay. Can we make that clear at least? He's also responsible for Forrest Gump. One of my favorite movies of all time. And you talk about a person who is going through the shit. Forrest Gump His entire story is him going through the shit. Anakin Skywalker, the entire trilogy, honestly, is him going through the shit. I'd be happy with Robert Zemeckis doing any of the prequel trilogy movies, but I think The Clone Wars is where he's going to shine the most because that's where a lot of the fun action is. That's where the love story is, and I think that's where he's going to shine. Finally, we've got Revenge of the Sith, and that leaves Ron Howard, and I'm totally okay with this. Listen... I was so upset watching Revenge of the Sith on the big screen after already reading the novel because the novel did a great job of taking us through everything that Anakin was going through that led up to his turn to the dark side. And then in the movie, it seemed like it was just like, hey, come to the dark side. We have donuts. And he was like, fuck, I love donuts. Let's do it. It really was kind of ridiculous. Ron Howard, if you look at his movies... He can take big ideas and break them down so that they're easily ingested. Look at Dan Brown's uh the Robert Langdon series like uh Angels and Demons, those movies, there's a lot of information, it's very in-depth. There's so much happening there, so much detail, but he breaks it down to the viewers to where it's easy to understand. And I think Anakin's Journey and Turn to the Dark Side needs someone that can handle that effectively. Ron Howard very well could be that guy. Also, he did Willow, so he can handle epic scale and action. And, icing on the cake, backdraft, so he knows how to handle fire. Man, that, that wasn't cool at all. Anyway, it's out there. I don't care. So those are my choices. We've got Steven Spielberg doing Phantom Menace, Robert Zemeckis, doing attack of the clones and Ron Howard for revenge of the Sith. If you guys agree or disagree, let me know. That's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. I know I did my throat's a little sore from doing all that. Hey man, bullshit, but you know, what can I say? I do it for you guys. You can always interact with me on social media at the force of course on Instagram and Facebook. It may be on Twitter. I still don't understand how it works guys. Don't I, I don't get it. You can also email me directly at theforceofcourse77 at gmail.com. The music that's playing me out right now is by Closed on Sunday. They have some really nice stuff on YouTube and Instagram. Check them out. Give them a follow. Throw them some likes. Do what you do. This has been another episode of The Force of Course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. My name is Ted. And as always, play with your toys.